welcome back. Uh, I want to introduce you uh, to the new podcast. It's uh, pretty much the same as the last one, but uh, this is now the All Bases Covered podcast. We ditched the No Huddle Show uh, with Mike and Sam. We still have Mike and Sam here, but this is now the All Bases Covered podcast. We got a brand new, fresh logo. Uh, our Twitter account seems to like it quite a bit. Uh, how you? How we doing today, Sam? What are you thinking? Hey, man, uh, it's a good day. It's Friday. It's a good day to unveil, unveil something like that, a change. Uh, you know, hopefully change is a good change. Change is always uh, perceived in many different ways, right? So I want to apologize. I'm actually mobile right now. So I am driving back from Detroit. Um, and, uh, you know, if there's any background noise, I'm sorry to tell the listeners. That's okay. Did, were you picking up your weekend drug supply? Is that why you're coming back? No, 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 no. I was in Detroit to meet up with the goons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was in Detroit to go actually meet up with my mechanic who um, uh, has to fix my car. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a never-ending story with my car. You know that, man. Yep, I know it. You know it all too well. Um, yeah, so, man, uh, the Twitter love for the uh, new logo has been out there. Um the, especially after trashing the old one, which was created by me, which was done with, like, clip art. Uh, but they're like, yeah, your old logo looks like uh, it was done by a second grader. And I was like, yeah. So um, we may not have a producer, but uh, at least we got uh, some new uh, some new dig. Also, uh, Sam, just to let you know, T-shirts with the new logo and business cards coming soon. So Wow, I can't wait. We got to do a T-shirt giveaway at some point, yeah? Yeah. We'll be doing a T-shirt giveaway, so this uh, we'll we'll have a swag bag of the all bases covered uh, coming up. But man, it, you know it's Friday. Uh, I'm pretty, you know, we're going into a uh, going into the weekend. Uh, the new Batman comes out now. It actually released last night. Uh, movie starting to go back in the theaters. Um, so we got Robert Pattinson as the new Batman. I'm a little torn on this. So I wanted to ask you, Sam, not the movies, because obviously we haven't seen the new Batman movies, but where would you rank, how would you rank it from worst to best, the the actors who have played Batman? Well, Pattinson's last. I don't care. Even after I watched the movie, he's still last. He's still last? Over he's still Affleck? last. Uh, look, man, I can't believe they picked this idiot to play Batman. <laughs> I literally, I can't believe it, dude. It's, 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 it behooves me to, to, you know, to find Affleck was bad in his own way. But, dude, we're talking about, what's, what was that little vampire Twilight. flick that he had? Twilight. Twilight. We're talking, of, we're talking Twilight, man. And for all the Harry Potter nerds out there, he was Cedric Diggory in, in, in uh, Harry Potter. So, listen, man, the guy has no clout. To carry, you know, um, a, a name like Batman, for the love of God, it's Batman. If it was, a, if it was somebody that nobody had played ever in the history, like for instance, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and say Jason Momoa as Aquaman is absolutely amazing. Um, I've never, I don't think I've seen a, a, a version of Aquaman before. I, I believe he's the first version uh, in the in their universe. So, uh, dude, uh, he he pulls it off. He pulls that role off as he should. I look at Pattinson, and I want to write him off before I've even watched the movie. Well, he, he's probably the scrawniest of all the actors to play Batman, right? Like, I, he's what? Like, well, I like Christian Bale's Batman a lot. Okay. Like, okay. that was one of my favorite versions of, of, of Batman. I liked uh, Val Kilmer. I can't give you a ranking because it's tough. Okay. Um, Val Kilmer was okay. Um, and then Michael Keaton was also okay. I think Michael Keaton was too small. Okay, Michael Keaton was fantastic. Okay, fine, he was fantastic, right? But I still think, like, from a stature perspective, he doesn't fit the mold of what Batman should look like. Okay, okay, fine, I'll give you that. Because he's like 5'9", man. Like, it, the, whole, the whole moniker behind uh, Batman is a six-foot bat. You know, he's got to be at least six. All right, I'll give you my rankings. I'm going to... I'm gonna... I think Robert Pattinson is down there, but I do think the movie is going to be very good. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, the movie is excellent, so I'll give him that. 
That's, I, I, hope, I hope it turns out to be an awesome movie, and I'm completely blown away, because, you know, that would be a good way to change my mind about him as an actor. A good movie. This would be the movie to change my mind about it. I'll, uh, I'll put Ben Affleck as the worst, hands down. Then I'm going to put Pattinson on pending the movie. Then it's got to be George Clooney for me. Then I'm going to... Yeah, I didn't even mention Clooney because I, I don't really... I didn't like Clooney's version of Batman too much. I didn't like Clooney. And plus that movie was just terrible. But but I'll, I'll put Clooney ahead of Pattinson and Affleck for now. And then then we have Val Kilmer. Then I'll, I'll put uh, Adam West as the Batman, the original Batman. Then I'm going to do Michael yeah, Keaton. That's, that's, yeah, I forgot about West. Then I'll put Michael Keaton as number two, and then I have Christian Bale as number one. And and it's no surprise that his all, his movies were also the best. With you know uh, his Batman movies were the the best. Right. But if we're talking guys that I think, I and, he, and he had some heavy hitters like play alongside with him. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, what's their face? Um, Liam Neeson. He had um, Tom Hardy. Who played Cat? Who played Catwoman? Why am I? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, right, right. And then you had Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah, Heath Ledger. So. Right, Heath Ledger. Right. So he had a lot of all-star cast to go along with, you know, um, his, his role. But, like, Christian Bale, to, to me, is, is my favorite. You know? you know, that's my favorite version of, of, of Batman, if you would ask. If uh, I don't know if I had to pick a Batman, there's two guys that I would pick. Uh, Joe Manganiello. I can't even pronounce the name. Manganiello. Um, I he, I think he would be fantastic, and I think uh, Carl Urban would be fantastic as Batman. Carl Urban currently is in The Boys, um, and I Joe Manganiello superman uh but then uh, he had to pull out because of scheduling conflicts um for true blood which was a show that he was on at the time uh so we didn't get to really see him play superman but i think those are two guys but we'll see man are you so are you going to go to the theaters and see batman because i think uh shrey and i have talked about it. i think we're going to i take possibly arjun to the theaters next weekend to go see it uh, no no i'm not gonna watch it in the theaters <laughs> wait, wait till it's up on Plex. Is that the yeah. goal? Okay. Yeah. If you can, if I could get Plex working. Hey man, what, what do you mean it's not working? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sidebar that conversation. We'll sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Sidebar. All right. Um. All right. Let's talk about the Lakers train wreck right now. They got absolutely annihilated by the Clippers, who don't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Dude, Reggie Jackson, Jackson dropped 36 on him. Like, Dude, yeah. Reggie Jackson couldn't miss against the Lakers. He couldn't miss. He, and Reggie Jackson is, like, a nice player. He's not a – He's, he's a, a six-man role his entire life pretty much until oh, – I mean, when he went to Detroit, he was thrust into, like, a, a star role because they paid him a buttload of money. But, yeah. um, you know, he was really a career backup at best. He backed up OKC. In OKC, he backed up Westbrook, which he yeah. – uh, incidentally, he tormented Westbrook yesterday. I mean, uh, when they played, rather. Yeah. So, like – but it, it's it's crazy. Like, you have a a, a, a B-minus star, a C-plus star at best, you know, maybe C-plus. Would you say he's a C-plus? Yeah, C-plus C for sure. C-plus player. Okay, yeah. He's a C-plus player. You're letting a C-plus player go off for 36 points, dude. The 36 on, on on nearly 50% shooting from the field and 50% from three point line. Yeah, like Correct. Reggie Jackson, if he's like your fifth best player, you're probably a quality team. If he's your second best player or third best player, you're not. You're probably not a very good team. Correct. Correct. So that, I would say if you're like the fifth or sixth best guy on a team, that makes you a C plus type player. But. It, Everybody talks about LeBron James and what he's doing at this age is so incredible and his stats. Um, these are empty stats. This is like the quarterback who is down 24 to 3 going into the fourth quarter and then they end up losing the game 
38 to 20, uh, 38 to 24, and that quarterback ends up with 295 passing yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions. That's great, but you were getting you, you got an L at the end of the day, and you started so far behind, right? You know that it does. It, it, it's still an L is an L is an L, right? I don't care what kind of stats you had up. It's still a loss, dude. The Lakers look so freaking bad. I can't begin to tell you. Was two of nine from three point range last night. He was eight of eighteen from the field, so a little bit under fifty percent. He had four assists, eight rebounds. He had twenty six points. He has, he, but he had a plus minus of minus twenty seven. You know who was worse yeah. than him? Who? Carmelo Anthony, minus thirty four. Jesus. I mean, Russell Westbrook was a minus fifteen. He had seventeen points, eight rebounds, three assists on seven of sixteen shooting. But it doesn't matter. I, I want to point this out to you. And I and, and you want to, uh, before you continue, I want I want to tell you a crazy stat I, I saw on YouTube the other day. Um, someone had mentioned that it was twenty five hundred days before where Russell Westbrook had a zero turnover game or something like that. Wow. <laughs> I don't, how many years is that? Is that like eight years? I don't even know. I can't even do the math, but that's, that's, a, that's a long time. It's at least it's at least five years. That's at least five years where it's six point eight years. Wow, wow! Almost seven years of getting a zero yeah. turnover game. Yeah. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. So, go ahead, shoot it. Up. I, I get it that the Lakers right now that there's no Anthony Davis. They're not they're not healthy there. But I'm going to point this out. LeBron James right now. He has on this team before, and even when Anthony Davis was playing, he wasn't. They weren't very good. They were still a bottom tier team. But he has Dwight Howard, who is currently 36 years of age. He has Carmelo Anthony, who I believe is probably. I, I think Carmelo Anthony's like 38. I want to say uh, I'm not entirely. Carmelo Anthony is 37 years old. He has Carmelo Anthony. He has Russell Westbrook. And he has uh, Anthony Davis when healthy. He has five Hall of Famers that the Lakers have. Five. Five Hall of Famers that they have. And now you could say, well, Howard is a shell of what he used to be in his prime, and Carmelo Anthony isn't what he used to be in his prime. It's fine. But can you imagine? Imagine in 1998, the Bulls adding Chris Mullins. Who, at 1998, now, mind you, in 98, he retired in 2001. In 1998 season, he was 34 years old. Or, I'm sorry, 98-99 season, he was 35 years old. Uh, I believe that was uh, the year that the Bulls had the last championship. The last dance was 98-99 season, I want to say. Or it might have been 97-98. But, uh, I think it was 97-98. Uh, okay, 97-98. So, 34-year-old Chris Mullins. Let's say you added Chris Mullen to that last dance bowl team who was 34 at the time. And let's say you added Patrick Ewing, who five years old. Okay. Let's say you add those two players. Those are two hall of fame players who were at the end of their careers in 98 or close to the end. They only played a couple more seasons after that. Could you imagine what the bulls would have done with Pippen, Rodman and Jordan and adding Patrick Ewing and Chris Mullen? It's insane to even think that something like that's possible. And you're just touching, like, the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's other names out there that you could throw into that bucket. Sure. I mean, say, I was taking names that were near the end of their careers that were not really in their prime anymore, that were still considered Hall of Fame-level players, right? Okay. And, and LeBron James, this team is eight games below. Like, how old was David Robinson? Uh, David Robinson, if you take him instead of Patrick Ewing in that season, he would have been – David Robinson was thir- only 32 years old. How old was Reggie Miller? Uh, Reggie Miller was uh, a ways away from retiring at that point in time. Reggie Miller was uh, – Reggie Miller in that season was uh, 32 as well. So they were, they were still – Miller and David Robinson weren't in their – primes, or at least they were, weren't peak prime, but they weren't necessarily out of their prime yet, because in that season, Reggie Miller was an all-star, um, and he averaged uh, 20 points a game, 
um, that season. Um, and then David Robinson also that year um, played at an all-star, uh, was an all-star that season and averaged 22 points uh, and 13 rebounds a game. So not really those guys. I, I, so, no, no, no. So look, so those guys, those guys ended up leaving a couple of years later, like five, six years later or so, right? Uh, Dave Robinson left one, two, three, four, five years, and Reggie Miller left seven years later. Yeah. Okay, five and seven, right? You're trying to tell me when they're 34, 35, if, if for some reason the Bulls are still around with Jordan, right, that Jordan, you know, wouldn't say, hey, guys, everyone jump on the bandwagon. Let's try to make a run for it. Well, possibly, but they would win. But, I'm know, talking like age 39 season, like when he went to the, uh, the, the Bullets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is LeBron, he made, he wanted all these moves. He wanted Russell Westbrook. They got rid of Kuzma. They got rid of Caruso. They got rid of these young guys. I just, you know, I I don't know. I I, I look at LeBron and everybody is a big fanboy of him. They say all these stats are so great. They're empty stats. That's like tell the truth because, fuck, Kevin Love, was having 30 and 30 games, 30 points, 30 rebound games to the Timberwolves, and they were winning 23 games a season. What the fuck did it matter? Who cared? Right. So, you know, I don't don't want to hear all this talk about how, you know, all this talk about LeBron and and what he's doing in the season because it's empty stats. His team's not winning. They're not very good. Um, let me ask you, uh, do you think the Celtics are legitimate title contenders? No, I still think they have a ways to go, um, because their playoff success really hasn't translated to much and they're still a relatively young team. You know, they're peaking right now, which is good. They have experience, but they haven't had experience with both Tatum and Brown being healthy. Yeah. But I will say this. They are the number one defensive team in the league right now. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, they're I, – I don't know. I Right now they're sitting at the fifth seed. And so I feel like if Boston's going to make a run, they got to get into the top three, I, I would think. Because right now, sitting in the fifth seed, if, if, if the playoffs started today – and I, I know that's not the case, but let's just say the playoffs started today. Boston would be playing Milwaukee in the first round. And I, yeah, it's and I, dangerous, dude. Yeah, and I don't think they're getting. I don't think they're getting past Milwaukee there. Um, I also feel like if Brooklyn gets going with Kevin Durant here near the end, like if Brooklyn, let's say they're in the eighth spot right now, let's say they get on a small run before the end of the season, we got about 20 games left, and they get to the sixth seed, they're, they're, that's the sixth seed that nobody wants to play. Like if the Bulls correct, the third, correct. If the Bulls keep the third seed or Milwaukee bumps up to the three seed and Brooklyn sitting there with the sixth seed, or even if Brooklyn goes to the has to play in the playing tournament and gets the seventh seed, do you think Philadelphia is going to be excited about seeing Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs? No, hell no, hell no, hell especially no. if you get a determined Ben Simmons back who wants to wreck havoc on the old team, and you get Kyrie Irving to finally be able to play basketball. But I, I don't know, man. That that to me. In the East, I still think it's wide open. In the West, it's not wide open. There's three teams. There's three teams that can emerge from the West, and that's it. That's Phoenix, Golden State, and Memphis. Everybody else is just playing to win a playoff series. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I don't think Denver, Dallas, Utah, Minnesota, Clippers, the Lakers can can take out any of those three any of those three seed, any of those three teams. The Suns, the Warriors, and the I think that's a three-team race in the West. See, I, I think that um, I think that's pretty accurate. But like, again, I'm not going to discount the fact that if the Nuggets get Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and they get uh, Jamal Murray in the nick of time, I can't discount them pulling off an upset. But so right now, let's say the Nuggets. The Nuggets would are currently in the sixth spot. 
I guess, yeah, if, the, if everything holds true, I could see the Nuggets possibly upending Memphis in the first round. Yeah, with a young team like Memphis with, you know, not much experience and, you know, the Nuggets having uh, reigning MVP, now they're full force with Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter. All of a sudden, that team looks scary, dude. Really, it does. It does. It does, but I, I, but I don't think anybody's getting past Golden State or Phoenix. No, no. I mean, I still think those are your upper echelon teams. I think the roads still run through there. Yeah. Um, like no one else really is making noise. Dallas did just beat Golden State twice in five days. So Dallas, but I'll, I will say Golden State is missing currently Draymond Green, I believe, and Andre Iguodala. I, and I mean, they and, are missing Green, which is a big piece to what they yeah. do. But, um, you know, uh, they're still – the Mavs, I don't know. I don't know. They're not, they're not going to make noise. They'll, they'll push to game seven maybe somehow, yeah. some way, some Luka magic possibly. But yeah. besides that, yeah, they're not making noise. Let me, uh, let me go here. One more question here for you because you are – I used to consider myself an NBA savant. I, that's – kind of gone away now i i don't watch enough basketball or college basketball anymore like i used to to consider myself super knowledgeable of the game um i I feel more confident when we're talking you know boxing and ufc and football and and baseball even but if the let's say the warriors make the finals let's say they they take care of phoenix in the western conference finals and then let's say they beat a team like the sixers and bucks or the Heat in the finals. Steph Curry wins finals MVP. He's a four-time champion, two-time NBA most valuable player. How close is he to LeBron, in your opinion? As far wow, as- that's a loaded question, man, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, why is that even a comparison? You're supposed to be doing Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Why? How, how all of a sudden – you now have, uh, you know, Steph Curry and, you know, possibly by the end of his career, maybe Kevin Durant, right? Um, LeBron, look, man, I still have to give LeBron some credit for what he's done because he has played a long time in the league. He's been he, – he had fresh legs, so he had zero tread, right, um, from, from besides high school. You know, he didn't have tread from college, right? No, no high-level competition in college, no tearing of ACLs no tweaking of ankles because you're not playing those games, right? You're going straight to the NBA. And, you know, for that fact that he was available and he played those all those seasons full games, um, I have to give him credit for that. But his aura, aura now is finally just kind of wearing off, you know. Uh, LeBron James is no longer LeBron James. Everyone knows that. Every, this whole feel-good story of look what LeBron's doing at his age is not – it's it's supposed to make him feel good. It's a mirage to the stats. He, right. He, not only that, but, like, he's also kind of turning into a point where he's going to be a shell of himself in the next two, three years, possibly, you know? Maybe here. Maybe even earlier. Who knows, right? But you can see the regression in the last three years already. People that are um, your, your savants or whatever, you know, you want to call them, have been noticing the regression. But the thing is he pads his stats so well – no one really sees the regression unless you dig a little deeper. But so let me ask you because, and this is what I've, I'm wondering was really getting at is Magic Johnson retired, I believe, in 1992, 92 or 1993, and Jordan was just on the rise at that at that point in time. Okay, he was just on the rise. Uh, he had won his championship. Uh, in 91. Right. Now, all the great players of that era, Clyde Drexler, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, David Robinson, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, not a single one of those players. Magic Johnson played most all most of his glory years came in the 80s. Jordan came, was drafted mid-80s. Then he sat out a year with a foot injury, pretty much. He didn't really elevate to the face of the league until, like, 1990, right? Like, 89, 90. 
Then he won six championships, and not a single other player was close to him at the time that he retired. David Robinson ended up getting two once they drafted Tim Duncan. Elijah got two rings when Jordan was retired. Malone never got one. Charles Barkley never got one. Shaq didn't get one until Jordan left. But we're looking at contemporaries for LeBron. Steph Curry, if he wins one this year, has four championships. Durant's got, I think, Two, uh, two, two titles. Gian, uh, Giannis has one now. Kobe Bryant won five championships total. Kobe Bryant played uh, overlapped his career overlapped quite a bit with LeBron. Dirk sitting there with one. What's that? Dirk sitting there with one. Dirk, Dirk sitting there with one. So that says you know these guys with like one Tim, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's numbers there too, man. Yeah, and Tim Duncan had four championships. Same same amount as LeBron. So. You know, these guys with, like, one championship, they're not really in the conversation. But I don't see how LeBron automatically leapfrogs Kobe and all these other dudes to the second best in the in, in ever to play just because of stats when he did not stop guys from winning championships. Jordan's dudes from winning championships. LeBron hasn't stopped anybody from winning championships. I, the, Sorry, I was talking on mute. Yeah, of course. So, no, I, I, I have to agree with you on that. I absolutely have to agree because, um, you know, Jordan's, you know, Jordan's uh, prime, you know, he prevented all the other players that could have that contending, hey, I'm the best player in the league or one of the top five to ever play. With those, with those monikers on their name, on their last name, Jordan still held them in check, you know? Yeah year after year after year, you know, and um, see, that's the thing, like, people don't realize that, like, in LeBron's, uh, you know, career, there have been so many people that just pulled one over on him, you know, Dirk, for starters, right, you know, let's let's talk about Dirk, how you did him dirty, you know, uh, <laughs> the first, first year with the Heat, Dirk literally did him dirty, you know, uh, and then you have Tim, Tim, J.J. Barrera did him dirty, again, an old Tim Duncan dude, bro, you know, yeah, a lot older Tim Duncan, you know. He was like 36 at that time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, he's sneaking in, you know, rings while you're still in your prime, you know. So, I don't know how that comparison happens because that's why Kobe doesn't get compared to Jordan either because Kobe had his five, right? Kobe had his five. Yeah, when he wasn't the best player. When Kobe wasn't the best player on the team. Now, when Kobe won two when he was the best player on the team with the Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum team. But he won three with Shaq when Shaq was clearly the best player on that team. Right. Correct. Correct. Um, well, but Shaq was, Shaq was, like, exiting his prime, and Kobe was entering his prime. I was not, not at the beginning of those Lakers runs, though. No, no, no. I'm saying at the end of it. The end of the runs when they broke apart, that's yeah. when Kobe was coming into himself. Yeah. And, yeah. and Shaq was down, on his way out. Down slope. Yeah. Yeah. And he was still able to manage to get another ring in Miami with D. Wade, right? Yeah, because yeah. Shaq was still a solid player at that point. This was before he started traveling to Phoenix and Boston and, and right. where all kinds of Cleveland. He played for the yeah. Cavs, too. Yeah. Uh, one last thing in NBA, and um, you can, I, I, you know, it's pretty kind of obvious here on the All Bases Covered podcast that uh, I'm not a huge I respect LeBron's game, and I think he's one of the greats, but I'm not a giant fanboy of LeBron. I think it's clearly obvious with these points that I make on a weekly basis, but I digress. This stat was uh, posted, okay, by um, S-Wish Sports. Um, This was on Twitter, and this was most difficult title runs, win percentage of the teams they faced. You know what? Do you know of the top ten teams on this list, only one of LeBron's teams makes this list for most difficult problems? That was the 2016 Cavs team when they won – when they beat uh, they beat the Golden State Warriors who won yeah. that season. Yeah. So that, that Cavs team, they had to beat Detroit, who was the eighth seed. They, Detroit won 44 games. Then they got Atlanta, who uh, who had won 48 games that year. And then they got Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals, who won 56 games, right? Then they beat the 73 win. So that was 
the third the third most difficult title run uh, on this list behind the 97 Bulls and the 95 Rockets. Michael Jordan has three teams, three teams in the top ten. Three teams, his, the 97 team, the 93 team, and the 98 team has the most difficult title runs. And this is one thing I've always said about LeBron. Yes, you can point to the fact that he had to play a loaded Golden State teams with, with even before Durant was there and then after Durant joined, and he had to play a loaded Spurs teams in the finals. Fine. I will, I will concede this. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. You can't say that the, the teams, the Spurs teams were loaded, okay, dude? Because his team was way more loaded than the Spurs were. Who was way more loaded? LeBron's team. No, uh, well, okay, but... Dude, yeah. you got D-Wade and you had Bosh. Are you kidding me? And a bunch of good role players. And you had Kawhi Leonard. I mean... Ray Allen, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? No way can you say that, that, that you know, that the Spurs were, were, were like a star-studded team going up against LeBron. No fucking way. LeBron's team was still the best in Fine. that scenario. I'll say, okay, but I what I was... My point was being is that LeBron's final opponents were tougher than Jordan. For the most part, the Spurs and the Warriors were much better teams than probably anything Jordan faced. But Jordan's past finals was way, always way more difficult because LeBron played in the weak East, and there was never any teams that could threaten him. Unlike when Jordan played, and he had to go through the Heat and the Knicks and the Pacers and the Pistons. So those – LeBron – always had easy paths to the finals, but once he got to the finals, he played, he faced pretty stiff competition, but you're right. He wasn't exactly going in with an empty gun. <laughs> against against, the, against the, the, the Warriors, I would say that's the only scenario where he's going in down underdog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And still winning, which is a great feat, but nonetheless, but what I'm saying is that, like, outside of that, the rest of his career he had loaded teams himself going in come on man even if he played loaded teams he's going in with loaded a loaded team that's true that's true all right going on to our next segment here oh man we we i guess now's the time where we're going to spend a lot of time talking nba stuff uh but we already killed almost to the show so uh Let's go to an event that I'm super pumped for, man. Um, an, an event uh, that uh, one could say is super necessary. Uh, oh, it's super, super necessary, dude. You got it. We got to watch this somehow. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. It's UFC 272, the main event. So much bad blood. I love it. Oh, dude. Kobe Covington, Jorge Masvidal, once tight friends. Now, uh, bitter enemies. Yeah. I read, I read, I read that they were like roommates at one point. Dude, they were roommates. They, they, they lived together. They trained together. They were like inseparable. And then Kobe Covington kind of adopted this persona of like a WWE wrestler, just trash talking, running his mouth, and he he said some things that upset Masvidal. Uh, one of the comments that was made, um, and this was when things are starting to go a little cold is I believe they're both at a UFC event. Um, and, um, Kobe Covington, uh, compared them to Batman and Robin. And then that and Covington said, I'm Batman and, and Jorge's my sidekick. And that really rubbed, uh, Masvidal the wrong way. Uh, but man, this is going to be, this is must-see TV. This is, like, the first big-time main event that for at least in 2022 for UFC and then in a couple months. This is a big fight, and the rest of the card is not bad. You got uh, Alex Oliveira and Kevin Holland fighting. You got Greg Hardy at the heavyweight division. I, and I always pray that Greg Hardy gets his ass knocked out because I just don't think he's a good person. But you know. I mean, yeah, that's besides the point. And, every, and Vegas is saying bet against, you know, Hardy. So okay, I'm hoping the same. Uh, um, well, I hope he gets his ass knocked out. Uh, yeah, I, I hope that Greg Hardy. Now, that's very Hardy that's super necessary. Is on this main card, but he hasn't won. He hasn't won a fight since 2020, and he hasn't fought since July of last year. And he he lost, and, and he got knocked out in the first round uh, to Taya Tuvasa. 
Um, the, and who also, this guy, Taya Tuvasa, also knocked out um, the guy that um, Hardy's fighting, uh, Sergei Spivak. Uh, but I think he also lost to uh, Spivak as well. So this it should be a pretty interesting fight. Um, I think Spivak is going to beat Greg Hardy. I don't think Greg Hardy is very good as a fighter. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I Spivak, Greg Hardy's lucky to have a job, man. Right. Yeah, he's very lucky. Um, but, man, neither Co- Covington or Masvidal can beat Usman. They're saying that whoever wins this fight could potentially get a third title fight against Usman. That's absolutely ridiculous. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of um, in uh, – see, I just love when you produce it. Uh, here, you know what? Keep talking. I'm going to get you the names. Like, hold on. Okay. So you got – uh, you got um, Colby Covington, Masvidal, who was on fire, but he's been on a bit of a losing streak. Back to back losses to Kamaru uh, Usman. Um, I don't think. I mean, Usman's probably the best fighter in the sport right now, uh, or top three. Uh, Usman has been on a tear though. This dude, Usman, has not lost in the UFC yet. He's beat. And he, it's not like he's not fought anybody. He has fought uh, Leon Edwards. He's fought Damian Meha. He's fought Rafael Defania, Tyrone Woodley. He's beat Covington and Masvidal twice. He's beat Gilbert Burns. So, you know, it's not like he's not fighting. This dude, Usman, has not lost in the UFC yet. And and I, I don't think – I'll be honest with you. I don't think that uh, Covington uh, or uh, Masvidal deserves – uh, a title shot, uh, even if you know whoever wins, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't think they deserve another title shot. They've had two, they can't get the job done. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, so I, I got some stats. So like back in 2010, 2009, 2010, 2011, Gray Maynard was fighting with Frankie Edgar like once a year, every year for the for the, for the, for the title, for the you know for the belt. You know, it was nuts. They fought four times in a row, I believe. Um, yeah. It was crazy because one of them was a draw, and it was just it was nuts. So, so I see the same thing happening. Why, if, if you can't get the job done in two tries, I don't think you deserve a third shot, to be honest with you. And especially how the, how the, the second, you know, the, the second fight ended for some of them. Like Jorge got his ass handed to him in the second yeah. one. You know, um, did did Covington go to decision? Well, in his Covington, um, let's see here. Kobe Covington, their first fight was a memorable fight, uh, but T- Kobe Covington lost on TKO punches, and then this last one was a unanimous decision. Okay, um, so fine. Decision is not so bad. I guess it's still like a moral victory for, yeah. for Covington, but still, nonetheless, um, dude, you're still the, the inferior fighter. You know, everyone can see it from a mile away. So I don't know if anyone comes up in that division to, to actually take it away from him. I think he's going to go in to be, like, top three, you know, best fighters ever to be in the UFC, along with some of the other names, right? 100%. I mean, if there's a, another guy that maybe should get another shot at Usman, it's Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards lost. I don't think he's on. He's not on. He, Leon Edwards is not on. Uh, what, is he still on the roster? Yeah. He, I mean, oh, he, he is. Last, okay. He last, uh, by unanimous decision. In yeah, that's the one that he almost gave it away in the last round, though. Yeah. But – he, he lost to Kamara Usman, but that was back in 2015. They haven't fought since. Leon, since that fight, Leon Edwards has won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of ten fights, with the one being a no contest uh, uh, against uh, Bilal Muhammad, uh, or accidental eye poke. Leon Edwards currently in the UFC welterweight rankings is ranked fifth in the welterweight rankings behind Usman, Covington, Gilbert Burns, and Vincente Luque. Uh So, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe give Edwards a shot uh, here. He's won, he's won a couple fights. Maybe he gets a shot. But uh, I think, I, you know, I think the, the, what the route should be, I, I think that's a good, good way to go about it because I, I see something like this that would play in their favor. Like, let's say, you know, that, you know, the winner of this Masvidal-Covington, you know, matchup, right? They have to fight Leon Edwards if they want a title shot. Okay. Yeah. You know, give the guys that are that are, and, and there's a good chance that Edwards might win. But yeah. but you know because he, he I I do like Edwards' game too. But 
But if there's a chance that the one of these other two idiots actually win against Edwards, then they deserve a shot against Usman again. Yeah, hundred percent. And the other thing is, Leon Edwards is eleven and two in the UFC. Right. So, like, I think if you if you can beat Leon Edwards, you deserve the shot. If you can't, yeah. then Leon deserves it regardless. I think. Um, I I just man, this is going to be a good card. I can't wait to watch it. I I don't know if I'm gonna. You know, the thing is, I'll probably have it up on Flex the next day. Uh, because I don't know. Uh, that's, I was I was probably suggesting the same thing because I I like to keep my Sunday ritual of having to watch some sort of sports events, right? So yeah. it'd be good to watch uh, the whole card uh, on Sunday. You know, yeah. in the morning, probably before all the spoilers are out, right? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I got your hints loud and clear. All right. Got it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll up early and get it added. Um. All right. So uh, are we are we ready for the chronic corner? Um. It is Friday and you ain't got no job. But we ain't got shit to do. So um. Are we uh, ready? I do have a job. I do have shit to do. But I was not expecting the corner to kick through, so I, th- I think maybe we can keep going, because I haven't been able to really nail down any okay. um, cadence, you know, for the corner, because I don't know. I have to still figure out, you know, just the way we're, we're you know, changing our image, you know, the platform, everything else, right? Oh, I'd like on. to reconfigure the corner. So but it doesn't mean you can't play 10 seconds of hits from the ball. Right, just, just for our audience, here we go. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll be playing that tune later on accompanied by Chronic Corner later down the line. All right. Uh, so, you know, I we like to dive into some pop culture, which is why we talk Batman. We like to talk about movies and TV shows. I want to ask you, man, because um, I got my shows right now that we're finishing up or that we're watching, but give me three shows that you are hooked on right now. Okay. So, I, I um, does it matter if they're like reruns or rewatches? I, I guess it doesn't matter. I, you know, I, I, I don't know if you're watching the new Viking Valhalla yet, um, or if you're still. No, watching. no, no. Because when Valhalla came out, again, I'm, I'm a little weird like this. You, you, you probably know this already. But when Valhalla came out, I started Vikings from season one, episode one again. Okay. The original Vikings, right? And, and um, Vikings, the show Vikings, I can watch it a million times. Travis Fimmel is my favorite actor of all time, actually. Okay. So um, I can watch Vikings over and over and over, but, like, the things that are leading up to the newer seasons coming out, yeah. I'll put, uh, you know, Vikings Valhalla, you got to watch Vikings first, and then, you, you know, segue into Valhalla. But Peaky Blinders, another okay. show I got completely hooked on. I watched all five seasons. Season six just came out. I know you got it up there on Plex. Yeah. But – for that same reason, I started Peaky Blinders over again, just yeah. because it's just a, a, a method to my madness, man, before I watch any of it. Okay. So um, I would say that's that comes in at number two. Okay. And then, uh, you know, um, again, rewatch value, like, is insane for Sopranos and yeah. Seinfeld and things like that. But, like, a show that you could get into now, I would say, if you have a chance, because the new season's coming out, you can do a little binging, is Top Boy. So Top Boy is a Drake-produced, um, uh, and it was initially like a BBC One uh, you know, uh, project. The first one is, is Top Boy Summerhouse, which was, I believe, like 2007, 2008, you know, a while ago. And then yeah. it died out after two runs of two seasons, pretty much. And... Drake pulled it back up and had another season made. So the third season pretty much is coming out now in March, March 18th, I believe, on okay. Netflix. But that's something you could definitely binge. All right. That's a little bit more current, and that's in, like, it's like London, Brexit, uh, kind of like a underground London gang war scenario, you know? Okay. So it's really cool. I will I will tell you right now that so of shows that have been out for a little while now that I'm done are billion is billions is one 
Billions is, to me, one of the best shows on television. And Yellowstone. Those two are two of my favorite shows. Yellowstone just wrapped. Billions is right now in the middle of the sixth season. Can I ask but, you a question? Is 1883 a, a break off of Yellowstone or no? Yeah, it's the prequel. Okay, okay. And then, as far as brand new shows, we just wrapped Yellow Jackets. And let me tell you, that show was phenomenal. Yellow Jackets was like, uh, basically the gist of it is, there's a, a girls' soccer team that's on their way to nationals, and they get into a plane crash, and a bunch of bad shit happens in the woods to these girls, and then it kind of flashes back between their time abandoned in the woods and then some of the survivors that are now adults. Fantastic show. Uh, season two's already been greenlit. It is phenomenal. And then Mayor of Kingstown was one of the best shows I've seen. I mean, it might start a little slow the first two episodes or so, but by the time it gets to the end of it, you are just like stressed out and you're just like, holy shit, what is about to happen? The mayor of Kingstown. I got to check that out. Where the two, I'm telling you, man, you will love mayor of Kingstown. The mayor of Kingstown was phenomenal. Um, absolute great storytelling from start to finish. But those, those are the shows that we're watching guys. And I'm telling you, if you have, you know, Paramount, or if you have Netflix, or you have Hulu, whatever, check some of these shows out. Uh, but uh, uh, Vikings, I've heard, is very good. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, Peaky Blinders is a very good show. Uh, so uh, you definitely check some of these TV shows out. But Sam, Mayor of Kingstown, run through it, man. It okay, is, cool. I'm telling you, once you get to, like, episode... Hey, listen, I was going to ask you, are you all caught up on, like, Walking Dead? No, not not yet. Uh, I, I know the. I what know, season are you on? I'm on the final. I'm on the last season. But season uh, eleven is it? Yeah, it's uh, season eleven, and right now they came back from their hiatus, uh, and so I have three new episodes that I haven't watched yet. Um, okay, they come back from their hiatus. Where would you rank that in your in your scheme of of things? And 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 when I say Walking Dead, I mean like also the the spinoffs too, right? I, I I'm not I haven't watched Walking Dead World Beyond I haven't watched that one yet I stopped watching Fear the Walking Dead after like season four, but I, Walking Dead to me, honestly looking back at some of the episodes it was phenomenal until about season five. You talking the original one, the first one? What? Well, yeah, the original yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have to Walking, agree. Until, it kept you on the edge of your seat up until yeah. around that time. Yeah, around season five, season six, then it got, then it started to jump the shark a little bit. But, yeah, uh, I'm telling you, Walking Dead, the first, like, five seasons were absolutely amazing. Amazing, Especially season one, seasons one, two, and three were the best, some of the best TV out there. But you know what, what I did was I stopped at, like, season six. Okay. Because I got to redundant for me, you know, um, and that, you know, like you were saying, how it slowed down, right, so um, season six is when I stopped, just recently, I'd say in the past, I'd say six months or so, I picked yeah. it up, and I'm on season nine, and you know what, I actually like it, dude. I, I'll tell you what, season ten, uh, season season nine gets really good, and season ten is very good, but season nine Season nine picks up and gets pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, but uh, season season ten is eleven is, the last one. Is eleven is the last one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see kind of what happens here. I haven't caught up on it, but man, I'll, I'll tell you what, Walking Dead got better. I, I will say season season seven and eight were low points, but season nine it got okay. better. Um. Especially in the second half, not really the first part of season nine, but the second half of season nine, it got really good, and then season ten uh, was was excellent. So um, yeah, I will definitely say check that out uh, when you get there. It's definitely worth watching. All right, cool, cool. All right, so now let's get to some NFL rumors. We got about a little bit less than ten minutes left. Uh, I'm hearing now that the Cowboys are planning to release Amari Cooper, man. Oh, yep. 
I'm not sure how, how I feel about that. Um, I, I don't think the Cowboys really need him at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think that they're able to re-sign Gallup at a discounter right because he yeah. had a injury, right? So they're able to get him at a, at a good price. Um, they could shift, uh, you know, Lamb into their number one slot, and yeah. they can move Wilson into a third slot, you know. Yeah, um, correct, hard. and you still have Schultz, right? And you still have Pollard out of the backfield, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I, – I, I could see it, – it, I wouldn't want to pay a receiver that much money, dude. You know? No. He counts no. like $16.4 million against the cap if they keep him. Now, what if he goes – there's talk that maybe he winds up in Kansas City. Ooh. Okay, so then all of a sudden you have you, – the, the, the thing that we were talking about before, um, about how Tyreek Hill needs a good number two, right? Yeah. Um, dude, Mari's like a 1B almost. You know? Yeah. Um, he would be amazing there. You still have Kelsey. You still have a ton of targets to get around, but – if he goes to Kansas City, oh, man, that's scary. Because who do you double? Who, any one of those guys can break off a 70-yarder, you know? Now, this, um, the key is, do they have the money to sign uh, Cooper unless Cooper decides to take a bit of a pay cut to go there? Right, right. Uh, uh, can, that, that's the other issue. So we talked about how, like, you know, quarterbacks are the cream of the crop. They get paid these large sums of money back-breaking type of money, your Flacco's, your Wilson's, that kind of demoralize and break down the franchise and you lose really good players in the yeah. process, Kansas City's headed that way with what they're paying Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know if they can afford to pay Amari Cooper what Amari Cooper might want to get paid. And as a receiver, your, your shelf life is, is, is limited, right? He's 28, I think, now? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Right, well, two more years, two, three more years, maybe, you know? I'll tell you what. So he's a shell like Julio Jones is right now. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, the places they're talking about him landing that have the money to sign him means he's not fantasy relevant. Uh, Jacksonville is rumored to be interested. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And the Chicago Bears. They're going to let Allen Robinson walk. They're gonna let and they're going to pay their money to Amari Cooper instead? in Chicago. He was not fantasy relevant for the most part. Correct. But what I'm saying is that you're, 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 get, you're letting one person walk, but you're picking up someone who's the same age yeah. who probably is play roughly, if you take all their great years together, is somewhat equivalent, right? Yeah. Why even do that? If you're not going to upgrade to like a top-tier receiver, why even go after a guy like Amari Cooper? And then you got Cleveland Browns, who oh. that Jeez. everybody thought Odell was there. I want the Jets to take a stab at him, but at the right price, if that was possible. Yeah. You know, if, if he wasn't asking for a ridiculous amount of money, I would say I would t- I would definitely be, like, you know, interested in the Jets making a move on someone like him because he brings veteran presence, accomplished. You know, he could be a number one for another year and a half, two years. What if he Enough could- time for Zach Wilson to become, uh, you know, better – and also, it gives Elijah more time to cut, uh, to be on the come up. So. What about what about Green Bay though? Yeah, I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers stays right, and they somehow tag, they're gonna tag Adams. They're gonna have to pay Zadarius Smith. And uh, if they have the money to get go get Cooper, then then that's absolutely devastating. I mean, it's, Cooper and Adams. Yeah. Oof, problem. Because Rodgers wants a second receiver that he can go to that's not like Randall Cobb or Alan Lazard and Amari Cooper becomes that guy. Like he becomes oh, that by, guy. by default, he becomes that guy. Now, now there's two free agents that the Bengals are reportedly close to sign. Or not, I shouldn't say close to signing because we're still in the non-tampering window. But there's two guys that I think would make an immediate impact to the Bengals that are, are heavily rumored one of them is more heavily rumored to the Bengals. The other one is, is I guess, being rumored to the Bengals or the Bills. But the first guy is Ryan Jensen, who was the center for Tampa Bay. And it looks like Tampa Bay's offensive line is just up and leaving. They had the one guard uh, retired. Retire. Yeah, Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet retired. Yeah. And yep. now Ryan Jensen, their starting center, uh, who's only 30 years old, um, 
who who was a who was in the Pro Bowl this past year. He's looking like he's going to sign with uh, Cincinnati. And then the other guy that is talking about going to Cincinnati is Rob Gronkowski. Now, Gronkowski is a decent blocking tight end, but he's also another weapon. If the Bengals go out and sign, let's say Gronk plus two free agent offensive linemen, and then sign or and then then draft another two offensive linemen, if that offensive line goes from being like twenty eighth in the league to let's say middle of the pack, like fifteenth, and they sign Gronk, and they and they and they still have Chase, and they still have Higgins. I don't know if anybody's... I mean, look, man, you guys just made it to the Super Bowl, so it's okay. I'll let you dream. But Gronk's going to Buffalo. If he's going anywhere, he's going back home. You know? Okay. He said he wants to play with Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, he says a lot of things. Gronk okay. also has his own line of CBD products that he that he markets. You know? You can ruin... You can play Dream Spoiler all you want to. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not playing Dream Spoiler. I'm just saying... Anyways, regardless, regardless yeah. of the case, um, I think if they were able to sign... Gronk, that would be a great case because they need a red zone target that is a big body target that can, you know, haul in the passes and also block, you know, if plays change, he's a big body. And I think he brings a different element to the game because Uzoma is not, he's more of a receiving tight end. He's not much of a blocking tight end in my opinion. And he's not Um, even great of a receiving tight end. Like he was okay. Yeah, and he's not even great either. I agree. He, he he can pull off a couple here and there. He surprised a bunch of people. That's great. That's fine. But um, as a as a tight end, yeah, it's a definite upgrade for you guys. But if you you're, you're going to expect twelve touchdowns from Gronk, that's not going to happen. You know, yeah. twelve, fourteen touchdowns, Gronk is done. You know, you're going to get your. You may not even get a sixteen game Gronk Gronk based on last year. You know, um, right. so a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. You know, um. I think Gronk also would like what I'm what I'm reading is Gronk would like to join a team that already has like a, 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 a kind of stud tight end, okay. Because it takes the pressure off of him to have to do that much at this yeah, point in his career. He's he's had so many injuries and so many surgeries for his body that he doesn't want to be the guy anymore. He wouldn't have to be the guy in Cincinnati though. Well, not with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd still there, plus Joe Mixon. No, but he would have to be the guy when it comes to being the tight end. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Buffalo, Dawson Knox is kind of entrenched there already. You know, split reps with him, do what you got to do, you get the job done. Goes back home. That's what I'm reading. We got 90 seconds left. Uh, we got to uh, wrap this up real quick. Uh, we're we're going to miss on some of these other things. I want to ask you for our fantasy listeners here, Give give me – Give me your rookie buys. Who are who are who are three guys that that you're looking at uh, in the upcoming draft that you're like, man, in my dynasty league, I got to go. Chris Olave, Chris Olave, Chris Olave. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm really high on Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State. I am. No, no, I, I, I am too. But like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I want the Jets to take Chris Olave so badly. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's just one of those years for me, you know? I got it. I mean, I, I think we'll see what happens. But, man, yeah, Chris Olave would be a nice weapon. Uh, right now, uh, I think – I want to say Chris Olave uh, was being mock drafted to um, – uh, let's see. Uh, he was being mock drafted to the Giants and the Saints. So we'll kind of see. I, that would be interesting. I, I hate. I would hate my life if the Giants get him. Literally, <laughs> like I am so. I would be so pissed because when the year that OBJ went, yeah. was, he was on the Jets board. Yeah, he was supposed to be the guy taking, but the Giants took him instead. You know, I don't care. Whatever. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, no. That's all the time we got. Thanks for tuning into All Bases Covered. It was a great relaunch, a great first episode. Uh, we will be back at it. Hopefully, we'll be able to be back at it on, on Monday. Um, but uh, we will uh, we will be seeing you. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, folks, for listening and tuning in. Uh, and uh, have a great weekend.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.